the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. Tuesday, January 17th, the year 2012. I've got the dreaded jury duty this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're saying you're, you're incredibly... Powerful man, how can you, you can kill people with your bare hands. How can you not get out of jury duty? I know, right? I have to be the only person who can't seem to be get out of it. But And get this, make things worse. I'm on call. So I have to check in every two hours. Well, not again until 1130, but that's kind of crimping my style. Not the coolest thing in the world per se, but you know, you go with the flow. You understand that the system has its little flaws here and there that things need to be massaged at times. What's on your financial mind? Didn't work yesterday. Took Martin Luther King Day off. Markets took the day off. General rule of thumb, no markets, no rob. And basically, I don't take vacation. I took three days of vacation last year. That's it. Total three days of vacation. Not very much. So we got some stories to talk about. Burger King in the delivery business. Come on. How's that make you feel, that thought? I mean, right there. Burger King trying to think about getting into the delivery business, to me, is a funny concept. Burger King in the delivery concept ain't going to work. Being good at home delivery ain't being good at making a Whopper in 90 seconds. Having a staff of drivers is a totally different business model. So Burger King, the number two Burger King chain, has quietly become into testing Home delivery of its burgers, fries, and other sandwiches. Another thing that doesn't terribly work well in delivery is fries. There is nothing better on the planet than going through drive thru and getting an order of french fries. Nothing. Whether it's Wendy's, eh, maybe not. Burger King, eh, McDonald's, ding, 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 winner, right? I limit it to once a year, much like I limit certain things in my life, like expressions of love to once a year. So basically, when you hear me go, I love you, honey. You're the best thing on the planet. I'm so happy that I met you. That's right after I've had a a big old steaming pile of french fries from McDonald's. Should home delivery catch on for the burger giant? It could, you know, change the way things that happen at pizza places. The Domino's and Pizza Hut's of the world can be hurt. So Burger King's testing this in the greater Washington, D.C. area. And you know what they may ultimately find out is in urban areas, it's better than suburban areas. Where, you know, it's a quicker one-block, two-block delivery radius versus a one-to-five-mile block radius. In the electronic age of instant everything, when millions of consumers expect to get what they want at the click of the button, the logic seems pretty sound to go online and do it. You know, you've seen Papa John's spending oogles and oogles of money about ordering online. I don't think they're going to do a Super Bowl commercial this year, but they've been doing a lot of advertising pre-Super Bowl about order online, order online, order online. So you can see whether the, uh, the mentality is of fast food executives. Burger King has developed a proprietary thermal packaging technology. Basically, it's called a hot bag. <laughs> Let me read it to you again, though. A proprietary thermal packaging technology. Is it a semiconductor wrap? No, no, it's a hot bag. 
So they say it, quote unquote, ensures that the Whopper is delivered hot and fresh and French fries are delivered hot and crispy. Unless they're making it in the car with a fryer, it ain't going to be hot and crispy. It's going to be warm and soggy. Just my opinion. So again, that's that's a business story that you can all get. Right? You understand how uh, that business works. You understand how pizza can go down and burgers can go up, even if burgers captured 5 10% of the market. Domino's business, 70% of its delivery. And Domino's said, you know, with through a press release, they're watching with a smile. Good luck. So, anyway. And uh, keep in mind that not all pizza places deliver. You know, there's a reason that, you know, some places don't deliver. I don't like Round Table. Who likes Round Table? Let me not bash potential sponsor. If, if Round Table wants to throw down some dough on the show, I'm in. But I find that pizza to be vile. Like, I, I eat it when I want to lose weight because it basically causes food poisoning. Dun-dun-dun. Trust me, I am my own one-man man, one man band here. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I never could try the well. Stocks are extending gains. The S&P 500 tops 1,300. If we could play a little uh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. S&P 500 tops 1,300, baby. It's kind of nice to see. It's one of those things that the naysayers hate. The markets are working. Okay, so last year was a sideways year. It was up with dividends. And if you happen to say, you know what, I don't like what's going on in Europe, I'm going to go with some big international companies. Because the United States economy is questionable. You did really, really well. You you were up 15%. So if you saw the obvious, you did good. Stocks are advancing on the China policy outlook. As the woman from South Park once said, what, what, what? Who knows what drives this market on a daily basis? Stocks advancing, sending the benchmark S&P 500 index to the highest level since July 27. Carnival Corporation, their stock down 15% as rescuers are continuing to search for 29 people after its Costa Concordia cruise liner ran aground off Italy's Tuscan coast. Who would thought that in the 21st century that we would have images that resemble the Titanic? Albeit in shallow water. But isn't that crazy that we can't even drive a boat in the 21st century? Freeport, Macaran, Copper, and Gold. They're in the news today in Alcoa. They're rallying based on this whole Chinese demand issue. Now, China had its slowest growth in 10 quarters, adding speculation that monetary policy will ease. But sideways isn't down. Down isn't down in China. Because when you're growing 10%, 8%, 6%, like, that's not bad. You see? Do you see? Do you see? Do you see? Citigroup down 3.2%. Profit dropped 11%. Carnival Cruise Lines tumbled 14% as the Costa Concordia cruise ship down. Carnival used to be this great concept. And then I was like, I hate the concept. It was a great concept when we were like, hey, the baby boomers are going to be retiring. The baby boomers are wealthy. They got houses. The baby boomers are wealthy because they've been saving their whole life. Well, actually, the baby boomers didn't save their whole lives. They were damn dirty hippies in the 60s. They basically sold out peace, love, let's kiss each other, and let's buy Mercedes. So they started taking their home equity and started buying stuff, you know, buying Mercedes, buying uh, cruise lines, cruise trips, things like that. So Carnival is a great play on the demographics. As baby boomers got older, their knees and their hips didn't work quite as well. <laughs> People who have hip problems. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the, they're, out, they're out on these cruises, right? They're out on these cruises. And um, Carnival is doing super well. And then they hired Kathy Lee Gifford. I was like, uh-oh. As soon as you hire Kathy Lee Gifford, things go bad. She known for the little day drink here and there. But anyway. <laughs> I got nothing else to say. S&P 500 is a winner today. Chinese have demonstrated they're very proactive, and that's what they like. Even if there's a slowing, they're showing that they're proactive. What's on your financial mind? We can talk about anything. I'm easy-pleasy. I'm easy on the eyes, ladies. 
Send me photos. For the men, I collect toenails. Send toenails to the station. Care of my producer, Rob Black producer. Put that on it. <laughs> AM twelve twenty KDOW. Call Rob Black now. 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. We're having a pretty good start of the year. Typically, as the first five business days of January goes, so goes the year. Typically, as January goes, so goes the year. We're halfway through the month of January. And we've had a pretty good run. So the stock market uh, is seeing good action day in the United States. The Dow Jones Industrial Average, one of our markets, up 107 points. The NASDAQ up 24 points. The S&P 500 up 9 points. Now, none of that is in context to you. And that's probably the most frustrating part about my job is I could say the markets are up and you're like, what's that mean? Does that mean I'm wealthier? It may be. Depends on what you own. You know, I've got a diversified portfolio. I've also got a lot of shares of Apple. So on one given day, I could be wealthy because of Apple. On one given day, I could be poor because of Apple. On one given day in the 1990s, a lot of listeners were buying NASDAQ stocks, tech stocks. NASDAQ is a market that's heavily skewed towards growthy stocks. The Dow is a, a market that's heavily skewed towards industrial, been around a long time, will be around a long time kind of stocks. Every now and then the Dow makes a huge mistake and it skews the index. The Dow Jones Industrial Average probably be pretty close to much so 18,000 versus 12,000 had they basically offered membership to Apple instead of HP or Apple instead of Microsoft. But the board didn't see it wise enough to, to say this might be a good idea. Now, again, that's fine. That's why you don't own a market. That's why you own diversified markets. Or that's why you own diversified indices or diversified mutual funds. It's a better concept to play diversity with capitalism. I think it's a better concept to play, let's try to hit a home run with a specific. But you don't have all nine of your baseball players trying to hit home runs, do you? They have to have some diverse skills and some diversity amongst them. Can't make up a whole team of Cuban players. Can't make up a whole team of Costa Rican players or Canadian players, <laughs> Canadian baseball players. Need I say more? I think they play cricket up there. I kid, I kid. So um, you got that's that's how you have to look at wealth. You know, I've got some things in my my wealth that I'm I'm not exactly proud of. I've gotten a couple emails recently saying, Rob, I've got a lot of money in cash, cash reserves. You say I have two to six months in cash reserves. I do. But it's not earning anything. I, I want it to earn something. I want a higher return. I want more. One quarter of 1% or 1% is not enough. Well, see, cash is meant to be your most liquid investment. So you can get to it. Therefore, it's going to have the lowest rate of return. Yeah, it's not going to keep up with inflation. It's not meant to. It's meant to be there so that you don't tap your other investments, your other assets, when you lose a job. And when you lose a job, I don't want you to burn off that cash. I want you to get unemployment. I want you to start collecting as soon as you can. As soon as the law says you can do it, do it. I'm about you. I want to get you to retirement. Keep that in mind. That's my number one goal here. Stocks are extending some gains. S&P 500 tops 1,300. It's one of the bigger stories of the day taking a look at 
you know, what we're looking at as a little kid is, you know, sometimes what are we afraid of? And as parents, you always try to tell your kids, there's no such thing as the boogeyman. Well, there's a boogeyman on Wall Street. There's a boogeyman in your retirement. It's called inflation. You're always trying to beat inflation. And on Wall Street or in, in, in retirement, you don't want to turn 65 years old and not have enough money. The only thing greater than fear that kids have is the wonderful relief when they wake up the next day and the boogeyman didn't get them. Like they go, chomping their teeth at night. The next day when they're alive and they're okay, they're like, ah, yay, let's go be a kid. Same thing with investing. Like once you beat inflation, you're going to be pretty well off. How do you beat inflation? Inflation's average two to 4% a year. So you got to look historically, what's average better than that? Real estate is historically averaged 5%. Now, some coastal areas better, but not much. Because coastal areas need job inflation and wage inflation to keep people buying that house of cards from them. Keep in mind that you can buy $300,000 of wood and concrete and cement and kitchen appliances. And in California, you could build a 1,600-square-foot house. For three hundred thousand, for three hundred thousand dollars, you can build a mansion anywhere else in the country with that same amount of materials. Factor in the land issues along those lines. So it's it's funny that people don't understand how real estate works from market to market and how it's about the jobs there, and not necessarily the real estate. Now the real estate's close to the jobs, which is important. So China reported a better than feared eight point nine percent increase in fourth quarter GDP. That was down from 9.1% in the third quarter, but I think that they're, they're, I think they're content with that kind of growth. Both Citigroup and Wells Fargo has reported their quarterly results. Citigroup disappointed while Wells Fargo was in line. I think if you were to sit around with a bunch of uh, stock jockeys, financial advisors, financial analysts, I think across the board, most of them would tell you that Wells Fargo is more of a Warren Buffett, didn't get into too many liar loans, didn't get into too much trouble. Where Citigroup, they still have some issues that are going to take some years to hammer out. They're in a big investment banker in the world of not a lot of investment bankers or investment banking. Greece won't go away. They're laboring to work out a deal to get private bondholders to accept a voluntary 50% haircut on their debt. AM 1220 KDOW. What do we got? We got the Dow up 116, up roughly 1%. The Nasdaq's up 30, up roughly 1%. The S&P 500 up 10, up roughly 8 tenths of a percent. Stocks are extending some gains this morning. It's kind of nice to see. We're having a good month, even in the light of, once again, what's going on in Europe. What's going on in Greece in particular? What's going to go on in Italy down the road? If men outnumber women, their finances would suffer. Do men make better investors than women? Do women make better investors than men? But listen to this. A scarcity of women doesn't just dampen men's spirits. It hurts their finances as well. So love is important to money. When men think they outnumber women, they borrow more. They save less. They make more impulse purchases. Some researchers have asked groups of men to read news articles suggesting that their local population had either more men than women. Then they were asked to indicate how much money they would save more men than women. Then they were asked to indicate how much money they would save each month from a paycheck, as well as how much they would borrow on credit cards. When the article suggested there was a surplus of men, the saving rates fell. We want to buy you. Men want to buy women. And the men were willing to borrow 84% more. A lot of commercials for male-oriented products feature beautiful women for a reason. It's what gets our testosterone ramped up. When our testosterone's going, we spend more money. Pretty odd. The sex ratios don't affect women's financial decisions. In no way, shape, or form does the study reverse. In some parts of the country... The numbers are incredibly skewed, more pronounced. Areas that have higher ratio of women versus areas like that have higher ratios of men. Denver is referred to as Minver. 
It's where a lot of single women go to meet men with jobs. In areas like Birmingham, Alabama, where it's it's more even, you can see the issue. So different parts of America are going to save more. Different parts of America are going to spend more. Do you get the idea? Do you get the concept of where the study's trying to go? Train wreck. Choo-choo. Let's talk about some of the other big issues that we could talk about today. Some of the stories of note. As an investor, what's on your financial mind? Feel free to call the show, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We can talk about investing. We can talk about being a 20-something, a 30-something. Stocks are advancing today based on a little bit of news out of China. Not that much going on. Manufactured in New York region expands faster than expected. We are in earnings season. You know, I take that back. A lot's going on, but it's not exactly the kind of story that is compelling to the the soccer mom, to the average Joe. Remember Joe Sixpack or average Joe? Those were the days during the McCain campaign. Wells Fargo posted 20% profit growth. Now, who doesn't like a 20% profit growth? If I were to tell you your profits this year are going to be up 20%, you made $100,000 in profits last year, this year you're going to make $120,000, you'd be like, thank you very much. I will take that number, Rob, and, and be a very appreciative. I know you're saying that's what impression of what Caucasian race is that? <laughs> thank you very much, Rob. So Wells Fargo is a $30 stock right now. You could have got it a lot cheaper during the financial crisis. It went as low as, good golly, I remember a couple times it was low as 20 bucks a couple years ago. But the financial crisis really goes back more than a couple years. Back in 2009, when things were really stressful, this was an $8 stock. Now today it's trading for almost 30 bucks. Do you know how I do the little analogy that the credit crisis that we just came through is very similar? Not, it's similar but different. I don't know how to say that. How do you say that? Similar but different? I, similar but different than what happened in 89, 92 with the saving and loan thrifts. So Wells Fargo, winner. Citigroup's still struggling to find its traction. Will they? I think they will. Bank of America's still struggling to find their traction. Will they? I don't know. Bank of America is a hated company. It is an easy whipping boy for the Obama administration and for basically any Republican. It is so easy to say, you know, this bank has ripped off consumers because a lot of people bank there. Now, again, they they bought Countrywide. What were they thinking? I don't know what movie that's from, but what were you thinking? You weren't thinking. Oh, Top Gun, right? Yeah. <laughs> I pulled the Top Gun reference. How about that? Let's see. Phil Grandy tried to do that. The Top Gun reference. What were you thinking? You weren't thinking. Kiss me, Maverick. AM 1220. KDOW. Call Rob Black now, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Working all by himself. In this day and age... Don't you kind of get the feeling Noah would be hauled off to jail? Or maybe he lives in Marin or Berkeley. He's in Marin or Berkeley. They kind of accept those kind of existential hippie gestures of building arcs in your backyard. You try to pull that off in Palo Alto? The police are going to be showing up and taking you away. Big headline out there today. New Jersey woman gives birth on a commuter train in Manhattan. What does this have to do with money? 
Not much. Weird stuff happens. That couldn't possibly have been the goal of where she wanted to have her baby. She was headed into New York with her husband to visit her doctor. Instead, she gave birth on a commuter train. Beautiful child. Love stories like these, but again, odd things happen. You know, a cruise line in this day and age crashes in Italy. People lose their lives. 27 people, it looks like. That's a lot of, like, I thought I was going on vacation. Girl, 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 girl. Too soon? Too soon? Um, you have to pre- be prepared for the worst. You know, I saw, um, who was the actor last week? I'll think, oh, Gene Hackman. He got run over. By, he was on his bicycle in Florida without a helmet, and he gets hit from behind. And he, he's out of the hospital, and so says his press person. But that could be you. We have a listener of this show, wonderful woman, that her uh, husband went off on a bike ride one day and never came home. Had a heart attack and died. Late 40s, early 50s, like pretty young. Make sure you have enough insurance for that kind of scenario if people need your income. That's something I can't say enough. Freak accidents happen. I go jogging four to five miles three times a week. I hate the winter months when it's chilly. But um, I can get clipped. Person texting on their phone. I can be gone today. So I make sure that I have enough insurance to cover that scenario. I don't expect it to happen, but it could. Other stories that have a big play today. Apple may be building Facebook directly in their next version of the operating system. This is one of those things that's slowly getting out. Um, Coding hides a lot of things. Like, for instance, if Apple's using an A5 processor inside software code that's released to developers, we may see a line that says A6, which is, hey, the new chip's coming out for something, and it brings on speculation. Facebook, for better or for worse, is going to have 1 billion users sometime next year. Sometime late this year, they think. I'm not quite ready to accept that it's 2012. I'm still living in 2011. It doesn't feel like a new year. Great decision by Apple. One of the biggest mistakes that Apple has made in the past is not integrating with popular social networks and other online services like Dropbox. Android's done it. Windows Phone has it. It's about time that Apple does it as well. In my opinion. Now, again, some people are going to say, nope, they should you know, keep that for themselves. They don't need to be Facebook. Mm. So far, anything that they've tried to do social hasn't quite worked out for them. Other big stories of note, no? As far as big stories today. Apple's going to announce GarageBand for eBooks. That's tomorrow. Apple co-founder Steve Wozniak says Android is better at voice control than the Apple operating system, and it actually is. It's just no one really uses a Google phone. And, and if you ever use Apple Siri, it kind of stinks. To be quite honest with you, it's not like the commercial. Hello Siri. Is it going to snow today? My apple comes back. Beep, beep, beep. Did you ask if it's going to show today? It's like, no, not quite. Beep, beep, beep. So Apple announcing GarageBand for eBooks. What's that mean? Well, textbooks will certainly be part of the equation. A big event revolved around the introduction of a tool to create your own electronic reading material, a GarageBand for eBooks. Apple has historically released the means for others to create content, not the content itself. So a lot of speculation on some of the tools coming out of Apple at this point in time. Steve Wozniak saying Android's better than Apple at doing voice control. Steve, uh, love him. He's kind of like a big Ewok, right? My primary phone is an iPhone. He says, I love the beauty of it, but I wish it did all the things my Android does. I really do. That's kind of scathing. He says, if you're willing to do the work and understand it a little bit better, I hate to say it, but there's available ways in some ways to do it better on Google. You know, that's being passed around the, the locker room today at Google. 
And you know it's being passed around an apple, and they're like, kick this guy. If you see him in person, kick him. I don't know much about this, and I should know more about it. If anyone wants to boil it down for me, please do. But Wikipedia is expected to pull the plug tonight and go dark in protest of soap and pipa. Controversial bills in Congress that could seriously change the way the Internet works if it gets passed. Wikipedia's protest is sure to get some attention from those who are still unaware of the issue. Now, I love this kind of protest because 25 million people who go to Wikipedia a day are going to suddenly learn what SOPA and PIPA are all about. I know the basic concept is that Google can sell an ad. For instance, uh, let's say there's a new Morgan Freeman movie out, and I want to see it, and it's called XXX. And I type in XXX by Morgan Freeman. Probably shouldn't use XXX as my example. ABC. He's in the new movie ABC by Morgan Freeman. Google can suddenly take me to a pirate site where I can stream it. Or they could show me how to get to a pirate site and stream it. And at that pirate site, that pirate site could be making money from Google ads. So the SOPA laws and the PIPA laws, I think, are basically trying to say, okay, the pirate we may not be able to get because they're located in the Netherlands. But Google, we can get because they're helping pay that pirate. Arr. Now, with that said, who doesn't love a good pirate? We need more pirates. Kind of a fun think career path, don't you think? Growing up to be a pirate, a swashbuckler, little sword play. And by sword play, I mean literally sword play. It's not an, a, a euphemism for something else. I always wondered, again... With, with pirates, why they didn't have bigger treasure chests. Like in every movie, you see gold falling out of the chest and pearls falling out of the chest. Like, b- build a bigger chest. Like, you know, when, my, when I was in elementary school, I had a backpack, and if it was too small, I got a bigger one. Like, you don't have your books falling out everywhere and losing your booty. I know you're saying, good use of the word booty, Rob. In this day and age, that was a damn fine use of the word booty. Oh, good golly. Research in Motion's pushing really hard to be bought by Samsung. That's a big rumor of the day. You know who makes the best hardware in the world? For phones? It's not Apple. I'm going to tell you who it is right after this break on AM 1220 KDOW. Black now. 800 516 1220. That's 800 516 1220. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome to Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Busting my cojones on a daily basis to bring you the best I can in financial information. Trying to get you to retirement. You listen to AM twelve twenty KDOW. It's AM twelve twenty KDOW. Couple things you need to understand: taxes are important, insurance is important, investments are important, cash is there for emergencies. That's important. Having a hundred thousand dollars sitting in cash for five years is ignorant. Now you may go, "Big tobacco went down." Um, still ignorant. Can't fight a different battle. Cash needs to be working. Whether it be in a Ginny May fund and or not. And before I went to break, I, I teased. I said, who makes the best phone hardware? And this is going to surprise you when I say this. It's not research in motion. Who sells a million phones a day? It's not Apple. It's not Motorola. A company called Nokia. Now, Mo- Nokia made a relationship with a company called Microsoft. Now, Nokia makes awful, awful software. Microsoft makes pretty good software. Nokia and Microsoft made a partnership. And Microsoft came out of CES as everyone's buzzing about their new web operate, uh, phone operating system. Now, 
<laughs> we've been burned before with Microsoft phone operating systems. So we're a little bit worried. But it's the best operating system on a phone since Apple's. Information's a lot faster to get to than Apple's. I know a financial planner who just switched to an iPhone and he hates it. I own shares of Apple. I'm not knocking Apple. But as an owner of Apple, I have to figure out what could go wrong. Okay, so Nokia makes good hardware, and they sell a million phones a day, and they sell them at low price points. So on one level, we could see the almighty dollar, the top dollar that Apple's able to command, go away because of the lower margin business that Nokia's going after. Volume, volume, volume. Now, Nokia's been left for dead by a lot of people. And from what I understand, I don't speak Northern European, but it's Nokia, not Nokia. It's like Mercedes, not Mercedes. But we in America, we tend to turn foreign words into our own country. Neither here nor there. Nokia used to make rubber galoshes many, 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 many years ago. That was their first business. So, okay, so Nokia and Microsoft make a partnership, right? So the interface, the GUI, graphic user interface, is the best in a long time. A lot of people are saying that. Now, pundits have said that before and been wrong, right? So uh, what else? The hardware is considered the best hardware maker in the world, Nokia, as far as low-cost margin and high quality. Now they're making a partnership with Microsoft. Okay, now, Microsoft has been said, you're not going to succeed before, and they did. I remember, and I'll look Anthony, board op of the day. Spin the wheel to see who will be here tomorrow. Monkey. Hey, there's going to be a monkey running the board tomorrow. Um, do you remember, Anthony, just eye contact, this is good radio. Do you remember Xbox? Because you're younger than me. When it first came out, no one thought it was going to work. No one thought Microsoft won't make good games. It was all about the Sony PlayStation. It was all about the Sega. Um and Microsoft slowly went from number three to number one. Pretty impressive. You know, now, now we're in a different world where Apple and their phone will soon be powering your TV and your video games. And Google will be powering video games. We're getting to the point where there's going to be that connection made, whether it's with a wire or whether it's Bluetooth wirelessly, that the console can go away. That's pretty awesome. I've got a Roku box, and I'm not bragging about that. But I could control it through my phone. And until you put the remote control down and start programming TV with your phone, you don't. It, it's very liberating. It's kind of like, well, I'm not going to use a, an analogy that's going to get me into legal trouble. But it's wonderful. The old remote control, like, I remember a day and age where like, be like, ma'am, ma'am, get up, change the channel, ma'am, Popeye's on. And my mom would have to get up and trounce across the side of the room and go, you know, hand turn the dial of the TV. But when you can use your phone and not look for that damn remote, it is unbelievable to control your television that way. So we're moving in some different areas. Okay, so Microsoft has money. They've got a pretty good platform with Windows Phone. They've got other bells and whistles that they can throw into it, like operating systems and you know Office and Outlook and things like that. Plus, they got that third world market that can't really afford Apple products. And they could start setting up an ecology there and maybe try to bring it here. You've got a bad economy here. Like a lot of people don't have smartphones here, which is unbelievable. I've got a rental property on the East Coast and <laughs> I said yesterday, I said, can I text you when I'm done sending you files? And she goes, I don't I don't have text message on my phone. I'm like, you're kidding, right? And you can hear her take a drag on a cigarette. I don't have text message. And I, 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 don't, I don't have a smartphone. And I'm like, you're kidding. Like, I thought, every, I thought it was our, our, in our constitution that everyone has a smartphone. I was wrong. But could everyone have a smartphone if they're cheaper? Absolutely. Absolutely. So watch out, Apple, because there's some other players in this game. And being under, like, where we were five years ago, Apple was nothing in the phone world. Where we will be five years from now, it is a fine question. But part of what they're trying to do is set up an ecology. See, Microsoft set up an ecology brilliantly with Windows. Not with Windows per se, but with Office. Once every person in America knew, how do you save a file in Word? 
You know? Go up in the upper left corner, hit file, and hit save, right? Or some people hit control S or whatever. <clears throat> How do you do it on Apple? Most people don't know. Now, that's just a bad example because there's this fear as a business person of I'm going to have to train people. We've got a situation here at this company where management doesn't want to spend money on training. Like, I'm not going to, that's not fair for me to say. But no management wants to spend money. Like, hey, everyone, we're going to take a day off to learn how to use a new computer system. Well, you're going to pay us, right? <laughs> you know, it's like, that's going to be the next question. So it becomes problematic. Hmm. So do, things do change. And that's where it becomes an ecology. And, and the ecology that's being set up now is on music and videos. Does anyone have children out there? Or even I'll, I'll ask Anthony, because I'll, I'll answer the children question. When you have children and they get the movie Ice Age and you buy it on your iPad, I know, 14 bucks, and you don't care. They could watch it unlimited times, and kids watch movies unlimited, so you buy them. You just, you're done. You don't buy the DVD anymore because it could physically get damaged, and you don't want to do that. Do you care about owning your videos anymore? Because I personally don't as an adult. Okay, so he doesn't. He's shaking his head no. And if you want to go on mic, feel free to go on mic. Um, but my angle on this is that there's an ecology being set up with kids. Now, how about your music? Once you buy it, do you, knowing that your phone will blow up, do you want to put it on your next phone? Or are you basically go, you know what? If I really want it again, I'll buy it a second time. Where are you at with that? Do you want music for life or do you want it? Yeah, so, so he will pay for the ecology is what it comes down to. With that said, um, the ecology that Amazon's setting up versus the ecology that Apple's setting up versus the ecology that Microsoft is not in the game yet, but they were late to the game with the browser and they were late to the game with Microsoft with uh, the video games. And they did okay there. Now, again, it's interesting to watch because the whole video game market is about your TV. And more Americans have TV than they have computers in their homes. So you can see why it's battle for the living room and that whole concept. Uh, now that he's got his headphones, I don't know if I need them anymore, but do you want to chime in anyhow, Anthony? Uh, yeah, actually, when it comes to buying a, a CD or yeah. downloading it, I mean, uh, if it's a, if it's an, a band that I really like, let's let's say I really liked Pink Floyd when I was a kid. Sure. And all of a sudden a box set comes out and it's got all this cool stuff that comes with it. Absolutely. And it comes with like live DVDs and stuff like that. Sure, I might I might buy it. Now, will I'm, you buy it on Apple knowing that you'll own it forever in the cloud? Or will you buy it at Best Buy thinking this is a little bit more convenient for me? Or will you get it at Amazon because it's on sale? Or will you get it illegally and then have to put it on every device in your house different times? Uh, well, normally I would get it on uh, Amazon for the tax because you don't pay taxes, right? And uh, but that's going to change, so I don't really know. I'll think about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't mind waiting for it to come in the mail. I'm kind of a lazy man. You are kind of a lazy man. <laughs> so it's funny because uh, I see him bringing a, a you know ten grapes a day, and it takes him about two hours to eat ten grapes. I do a lot of chewing. Lots of chewing. Lots of chewing. You're kind of like a cud cud manufacturer over there. Yeah, I'm like a panda. There you go. <laughs> you know pandas poop 160 times a day? I rival that. <laughs> That's a lot of poop. Sure is. So, I'd, you know, if that was a child in diapers, you'd be broke. So, But I'm digressing. 800-516-1220 to get your calls up on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The San Diego Padres are up for sale. Eh, I don't know. So, would you want to buy a control of a baseball team just to, to maraud them in last place? The sale of controlling interest in the San Diego Padres by Jeff Murad has been delayed by Major League Baseball because the league is not convinced of the net worth of Murad's limited partners. Multi-year purchased the team $480 million. The Dodgers are for sale. The Padres are for sale. Hmm. Good time to be NL West. AM 1220 KDOW. It's 
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. You're listening to AM 1220 KDOW. It's AM 1220 KDOW. i got some seminars coming up. Two, three, one in Pleasanton, February 2nd, right around the corner. One in Santa, two in Santa Clara, Saturday, March 10th. So one's a Thursday evening wealth preservation retirement planning in Pleasanton. You can sign up at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. And the following event is about a month later. I've got some other issues. This Thursday, get this, I'm talking to a, a preschool. I know you're saying, why are you talking to a preschool? Well, first and foremost, I volunteer a lot of time because I'm a good guy. On radio, I appear to be a jerk because it's a tough love game that I play with you. I don't care. I really don't. It's like I'd rather if I'd rather be with my dog, Maisie the Wonder Dog. I'd rather be coaching soccer. But it's tough love. I want to help people get to retirement. I got a daddy issue. In the end, my dog doesn't complete me. She does kind of sometimes. So last night, she once chased a skunk for me. That's better than any woman's ever done for me. But anyway, um, yeah, these are good events. You can come to them. Pleasanton coming up on a Thursday evening. Money 101 coming up uh, in March. And a Wealth Preservation coming up in March. You can find out more at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. So I'm doing a little charity event Thursday night. Not a charity event. Excuse me. I'm just giving my time to a preschool. And this is the funniest part about California is we're so hung up on getting kids ahead of the system, especially on the peninsula. Um, we're sending two-year-olds, two-and-a-half-year-olds, three-year-olds to preschool. Now, most people in America don't send their kid to school until they're four or five. We do it a whole year earlier. We do it a year and a half earlier in some cases. This is even before pre-kindergarten, okay? Like, this isn't daycare. This is school. And I think it's wonderful that, you know, we, we, we love our kids as much as we do. But I do think it's important to let your kids be kids at times. But I'm talking to a, you know, a school that the parents are affluent. They're, sending, they're paying for their kid to go to a pre-preschool, right? They need to know things. Like, you need to have a well because you might be with your sugar booger this weekend and get in a car crash. My very best friend on the planet, you know, she was driving with her husband and uh, a couple in the back seat, and they got into a car accident, and her husband passed away. And the guy in the back seat got brain damage. Like, accidents happen. And it neither, well, actually, the couple in the back seat did have a kid. And their dad was forever changed because he's disabled. He can't work full-time ever again. He was an executive in the Bay Area. Like, that's gone. So you have to prepare for worst cases. And that's what I talk to these schools about. Like, that plus, hey, you got a 401k, 403, 457, max it out. Hey, the economy's supposed to be tough next year. You're a teacher. You may lose your job. Still got to save. You got you to start having some emergency funds from something else, but you got to save because you only get to save for 40 freaking years and you're done. 20 to 60. And if you get disabled, you're done sooner. I go over insurance, term life, whole life and variable life is crap product. I go over insurance, like, for instance, um, umbrella insurance. It's incredibly cheap, and if you're wealthy, it's a great idea. If you're not wealthy, eh, not so much needed. I'm in media, so I can't qualify for umbrella insurance. And that stinks. Because the amount of money that I make in media is small. It's minuscule. I make minimum wage here. I'm not working for money anymore. I stopped doing that in my 30s. I'm not trying to shove it in your face. I'm just being honest with you. I'm not here because I need you. I'm not here because I need this job. I'm here because no one in financial media does a good job of the basics, of the simples. The only person I've ever met that does financial planning well is Chad Burton. And I've been loyal to the guy because I think he does a beautiful job. I think he's, he's an artist of explaining simple stuff, explaining complex financial issues simply. Hmm. There's no real crazy breaking news story today. Let's see if I, who's reporting today after the bell because maybe that'll be our, our story to, to wrap up on. 
Citigroup came in short of expectations. Well, Fargo, better than expected. Um, Applied Materials got an upgrade. Semantic is showing some leadership this morning. I'm kind of over Semantic. I'm not sure about you, but the whole virus scan thing to me seems... It's part of our life, but... They've had a real tough time growing a value proposition. So I, I can't go after that. It's... I understand that we all get viruses. I, you know, I, I get that. Tonight after the close, we're going to get Adtran. Eh. We're going to get Cree, Fulton, Linear Tech, Pinnacle Financial, and Resonant. Not a good earnings calendar tonight. Today we got Citigroup. They were supposed to earn 61 cents. They actually earned 38 cents. They missed big time. Freeport, McMoran, M&T Bank, um, McMoran Exploration, excuse me. Um, they came in better than expected. They were supposed to lose 14 since they're in 16, 30 cents better than expected. Checkpoint software better than expected. Forest labs better than expected. Forest labs makes antidepressants and Americans eat Americans and the French eat antidepressants. Like it's candy, like it's Pez. You know, I've got a, I've got a relative who honestly his is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, the whole drug bins that uh, people over 60 carry with them and they're always like they, they pre-plan their pills it looks like a candy dispenser to me now I'm not addicted to prescription drugs but if I were I like the ones that look like Pez's Pez is that the worst candy of all time it has to be way up there that in Smarties you listen to AM 1220 KDOW. Don't forget, we got some seminars coming up on wealth preservation, retirement planning in the near future. There's a podcast of the show at KDOW.biz, KDOW.biz. While at KDOW.biz, send some love my way. You can find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel called Rob Black Show. Take a break here. We'll be back in 22 hours. The East. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.